welcome to a season three preview as well as an update on John. Hello, I'm John Rossi. I'm a touring drummer with a passion for animal conservation. When I'm on the road, I spend as much time as possible visiting zoos, aquariums, and conservation organizations. Now, I want to share those places with you. I'll be talking to keepers, vets, conservationists, anyone who can help me in my mission of connecting my people to animals through their people. Join me on my raw safari. Ah, what's up, everybody? How we doing? I cannot believe that I am recording this, and we are heading to season three of the Rasafari podcast. I also still really can't believe that I haven't taken a break yet, but hey, what can I say? Today is Saturday, July 23rd, and this officially marks the start of the third year of the Rasafari podcast. And I could not be more proud. Uh, Download numbers are great. Reviews are wonderful. And uh, more importantly than any of that, the connections that I have been making through this podcast, uh, both with just cool animal people and with fans and with people that have become really close friends, um, it's been awesome. I'm I'm just so dang happy about all of this. And so I wanted to take a minute to share with y'all just a little bit about what you can expect uh, from season three. And then I also wanted to give a little update on me, my life. I haven't touched on that as much in Zoo News lately. Um, I know y'all, a lot of you have told me that you like when I, I do that at the beginning, but uh, I've had a lot of news stories to cover. And so I thought that I would do that here. But first, I want to tell you about season three of the podcast. So uh, I've been hard at work already on season three, um, because I'm always hard at work on this podcast. And uh, yeah, there's some really cool stuff coming up. So to start with, I wanted to talk about the fact that recently on Instagram, I set up a thing where you could anonymously reach out to me and tell me any suggestions or ideas or complaints or praises about the podcast. Well, the vast majority of you said, basically, don't change anything or I'll punch you in the nose. Some of them weren't quite that threatening, but that was the general vibe. And I really appreciate it. I'm glad that y'all love what I'm doing. I did think it was funny. I mentioned this in my stories that the first two responses that I got were uh, two people saying that um, the interview episodes were the best thing ever and Zoo News was just kind of boring and repetitive and they didn't love that. And then the next two responses that I got were two people saying that Zoo News was the best thing ever, and they felt that sometimes the interviews got a little uh, repetitive and boring. Um, And that just explains what happens when you try to crowdsource (laughs) suggestions on what to do. But uh, after I posted that on stories, a bunch of people wrote to say how much y'all love the podcast, and I really appreciate it. Um, There were a few suggestions that that I appreciated and kind of wanted to to bring up here. Uh, One person mentioned that Zoo News is great but can get repetitive since it's just my stupid voice rambling on. Uh, They did not phrase it that way. They were kind, but whatever. Um, And they suggested maybe doing some deeper dives and interviewing people involved with the stories for uh, Zoo News each week. And I just thought that was so worth mentioning because that was my original vision for Zoo News. I didn't think it was going to be me talking for 40 minutes. I thought I would do some stories. I thought I would do some quick interviews with uh, PR people at zoos and uh, talk to some 
gatekeepers involved with stuff. And then also that maybe some other people that do podcasts or other cool animal stuff would want to have their voices on this podcast to promote their own thing. And we've had some of that. Ren Howell has done some of my Australian uh, stories to stop me from doing my uh, Australian accent. And Katie Prop has been on to share about some of what Penguins International is doing. We've, we've had those moments. But it turns out that scheduling interviews, even for just getting a short clip, is really stinking hard and time consuming. To give you an idea uh, with my you know regular interview episodes, I would say it takes a solid six weeks on average to get an interview set up and locked in. Uh, it's really funny. A lot of times what happens when I, I go to these places like Florida or California or Phoenix and I, I get all these interviews that I, I share with y'all, what usually happens is I'll send an email to a bunch of facilities in the area that I'm going maybe two weeks before I head there. And then I won't hear anything from most of them. And then I'll get there and sometimes I'll follow up with the people or sometimes I just kind of keep waiting. And usually I'm gigging in an area for like, you know, let's say a month. And towards the end of the month, everybody starts responding and being like, hey, can we do an interview? Hey, can we do an interview? So um, with both the large set of interviews from Florida and the large set from California that I, I brought y'all, um, what happened a lot of the times were like I do one interview or two interviews in the first week or two. And then like two or three more in the next to last week. And then the last week, every day, as I'm gigging, I'm driving all around doing interviews every day, sometimes doing two interviews and a show in one day because this stuff just takes time. So yeah, when a news thing happens on, you know, Wednesday and I'm dropping an episode Friday morning, meaning it needs to be done Thursday night, it's just not going to happen. But I did appreciate that, and I do hope that eventually, as Rasafari keeps growing, uh, maybe maybe that will happen. Maybe people will be more interested and more able to reach out to me as a kind of first source. Right now, I get a lot of cool texts and press releases and stuff uh, from facilities, and that is amazing to experience. But uh, yeah, hopefully we'll get there someday, and that is actually my vision for Zoo News, but uh, it's not that right now. So enjoy me blabbing at you like I am right now. The other suggestion that came in that I just wanted to address quickly was uh, somebody mentioning that the podcast is too long for them. Uh, they often can't find a full hour, and they thought that maybe it would be cool if I just did a, an episode each week about, like, an animal or two. And that's cool, but that's not really what I'm going for with Raw Safari. I'm looking to tell a person's story and connect people to that person and their animals. Um, but I did appreciate that, and I do understand that, you know, time is... Uh, challenging for people right now. Um, and so I just wanted to remind the person who sent that. First of all, I'm not saying don't stay subscribed to me because I want you to be listening to Safari, and I did appreciate it. I really did. But I wanted to remind you about um, Deidre Osterhout's podcast. Uh, we interviewed her on here. Uh, Weird Animal Facts, uh, explicit. Now, it's explicit, but it also deals with two animals a week and is shorter than Safari. So just a suggestion for something that I thought you might enjoy listening to. Now, as for season three of the podcast, uh, there's not much that's going to be changing, at least, you know, not right away. You never know what's going to happen over the next year. 
But uh, I do have some really cool interviews coming up. We're going to have Christy Hayden, who is the president of World Wildlife Zoo and Aquarium uh, out in Scottsdale, Arizona. She's going to be kicking off the new season, and it's a really cool, really good interview. I really, really enjoyed my time with Christy. Uh, and then we're also going to be talking to Katie Sindewald from the California Wolf Sanctuary. Justin Fairchild, who runs redpandafinder.com, if you don't know what that is, get excited, especially if you like red pandas and want to, you know, find them. Um, and then Emily Mack, who is a hoofstock keeper at Zoo Knoxville, is going to be on uh, talking about her hoofstock. And then there's going to be a second episode with her and someone else, and it's all secretive right now, but it's going to be really cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about that. We're also going to have our final Adventure Aquarium episode. We're going to have an episode from Odyssey Aquarium. ABQ Biopark and a really cool, really different thing. I spoke to uh, somebody from the gift shop of the Akron Zoo and and a name that you're going to recognize uh, if you're a Zoo News fan. Um, and all of that is already recorded and ready to go. And I can't wait to share it with y'all. So that's going to be cool. And we're going to be sticking with Tuesdays and Fridays and we'll be doing interviews and Zoo News and all the things. But I am going to try and kind of add two new types of bonus episodes this season. And this is not a promise other than the one that I just recorded and we'll tell you about here. But um, yeah, I've had a thought for a while. So I love doing my Zoo News bonus episodes, the deep dives like the uh, Columbus Zoo AZA situation, uh, remembering Betty White and the one about the struggles that veterinarians go through. Um, but what I want to do moving forward is bonus episodes like that where I do interview people. So throwing it back to that earlier suggestion slash my, my dream, uh, and, and talk about maybe a ongoing story or a deeper dive into a particular news type of story. Uh, I've had some cool ideas. Um, one that I thought would be interesting would be like gender and conservation or something like that, but, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but uh, that is my goal. One of my goals for, for the next season. And then, you know, I've had a lot of you reach out to me to tell me that you really like my interview style and that it's not just about the animals, but about the way that I talk to people that that brings you back to the podcast. And I super appreciate that and have decided to try to run with it just a little bit. Maybe maybe stroll with it would be a better way to put it. Maybe uh, maybe. Yeah, we're, we're definitely not even at a trotter gallop yet. But it occurs to me that Y'all seem pretty interested in the things that I do and the things that I like, and you like how I interview people. So every once in a while, I am going to try to bring you a bonus episode in which I interview someone not at all related to the animal industry. Now, I did this once with uh, the band Sammy Ray and the Friends. And a lot of y'all really loved that episode, but I will say a lot of that episode actually became kind of me sharing information about conservation and animals and stuff like that. And this is not going to be that, although I am always open to those conversations. Uh, but instead, what I am going to do is I am going to attempt to interview people 
from the other things in the world that interest me. You know, the entertainment industry, stuff like that. Obviously, I'm a musician, so I would love to talk to some people from from bands that I like, like Sammy Ray and the Friends. I've got some ideas in my brain hole. And, um, you know, maybe some actors, maybe so. Wait, what's that? What? Wait, I already did? Oh my goodness. My producers are telling me that we already have a bonus episode for season three that does just this. Y'all, my favorite television show that is currently running is Better Call Saul. And uh, from the first time that she appeared on the show, the actress Haley Holmes, who plays Drama Girl, uh, just really stood out to me. She just seemed cool and fun and just like a neat person that I would probably get along with. So I followed her on Instagram and we interacted a couple times and uh, I got up the cojones to ask her to be on the podcast. And earlier this week, I recorded an interview with her. Nothing to do with animals, but I think it's fascinating to hear what it's like to go through a career like that, to get on a show like Better Call Saul, and to really find out what it is like to work with and interact with people like Bob Odenkirk and Vince Gilligan. Even if you're not a fan of the show or the Breaking Bad universe, it's a really cool interview. Also, Haley is hilarious. And we just giggle and have a lot of fun. So uh, it's well worth the listen. And uh, yes, in case you're wondering, she does give a poop story. Poop story. And y'all, if you think I didn't feel awkward reaching out to this this person who I watch on television and who I'm a huge fan of and saying, oh, by the way, and telling her about this little tradition of the podcast, well... I was I was pretty red when I sent that email and laughing pretty hard, but she was game. And so we have a Better Call Saul actor's poop story. Poop story. So when you hear these episodes, let me know what you think and let me know if you're enjoying them. And uh, if not, well, poop on you because I'm having fun with them so far. I know I've done one, but no, seriously, let me know what y'all are thinking, because I think it's really cool. I'm fascinated not just by how zoos work, but by how everything works. And uh, it's kind of cool to get some behind the scenes stories and, and just have some fun. So yeah, and I promise they won't be regular episodes. You'll still be getting your good zoo content. Don't worry about that. And then last but not least, I wanted to share with you a little bit about what is going on in my professional life. Um, Raw Safari is obviously going super well. And I have some future Million Dollar Quartet dates booked already. Uh, I'm also going to be performing very soon um, in New Jersey with Great Balls of Fire and then at Mount Gretna with a new show called Less Honkin' More Tonkin', which is a country music show. And if you couldn't tell that by the name, then I don't really know what's wrong with you. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty exciting. Got some gigs booked in, uh, like I said, Jersey, Pennsylvania, Phoenix, Northern California, Florida, and beyond already. Um, but that's not the really exciting news. Honestly, I've been sitting on this for a little while and I've wanted to talk about it and it just, it doesn't even seem real to me. So uh, I haven't, but I'm, I'm going to share with you about this now. So most of y'all know that for the last many years, I have done more rockabilly music with Million Dollar Quartet and a band called The Ray Vons and, and all kinds of other stuff, Great Balls of Fire, uh, than, than anything else. And I, I think I've probably mentioned this on the pod, maybe not, but um, that is music that I grew up with and I love and I have always had a great respect for uh, the, the 50s artists that I, I now get to you know, bring their music to new audiences uh, every day, 
in in 2022, which is amazing to me. Um, but the current tour of Million Dollar Quartet uh, is coming to an end soon. And the producer and I have been talking for a while about trying to get something going to to keep that music alive and, and keep ourselves involved with it. So um, one day recently, I decided to sit down and write a script. And uh, it's it's a another tribute show. It's, it's a tribute to Sun Records, uh, tentatively titled Under the Sun. And I was just going to write about a half hour long script to send to this producer friend of mine to see what he thinks and see if there's anything there and, and if, if we want to try and move ahead with the project. Instead, I spent half the day uh, alternating between playing fetch with Paradiddle, thinking about what I would write, and then sitting down and writing it. And in about a half a day, I had written an entire first draft of a script for this show, song lists and very basic arrangements included. And uh, I sent it to Todd Gershwin, the, the producer of MDQ and the producer who I'm working with on this. And uh, he really liked it. And he started shopping it around to some places. And he helped me get a development deal for the show. Now, I cannot stress enough, that's something that happens with, like, new Broadway musicals, which this is not. This will be a, you know, touring show, hopefully playing casinos and touring houses and such, but um, I'm not shooting for Broadway here. Uh, normally, when you start something like this, you just start it and you lose money at first, just like I did with the podcast, and hopefully, eventually, you get booked enough that you're able to make that back and maybe even start making money. Instead, uh, I landed a $50,000 development deal to develop my show and to pay myself for writing it and to hire a music assistant to put the music together properly uh, with my arrangements and everything put into place. And so I've been working on that, and it's incredible. And um, I'm working on my first rewrite of the script right now, and we're getting the music all together. But um, as of now, and things can change, this industry is a bear. But um, as of now, we are planning on debuting Under the Sun at the Hard Rock Casino in Atlantic City on Saturday, November 12th of this year. That's insane. Debuting a show there? That's insane. This is This entire thing has been so surreal already. And uh, we're also talking to Sun Records about possibly making it the official Sun Records tribute show. Now that's up in the air, and I'm not saying it's gonna happen, but the conversation is happening. And just even being considered for that from from some script that just poured out of my brain onto a, well, bunch of pieces of, I was going to say piece of paper, but no, but it was many pieces of paper and there aren't even any pieces of paper because I typed it all, but um, onto a computer. Wow, I really killed that excitement. But yeah, the point is that I am just in shock and awe that this is all happening and I'm so excited and like I said the Atlantic City thing might not end up happening but it is like officially booked like we have the date so uh you just you never know I just don't want to disappoint y'all if it doesn't but um it looks like it's going to it looks like my show is going to debut at this gorgeous place in Atlantic City in uh in November so yeah that's my big update um I'm I'm so excited and it honestly feels so surreal that I've tried to record this so that y'all could hear about it before, and I just haven't been able to. My my brain just, my tongue stops. I, bleh, this, this is what happens. But uh, yeah. Um, oh, and that music assistant that I mentioned, who's who's helping me put this all together? You know, it's Taylor Gray, our buddy from 
all of the music of Rossafari, basically. So, uh, yeah, I hope that anyone near Jersey might be able to come and check it out. And I hope that for you that are not around Jersey, that I'll be able to bring the show to your town maybe in 2023. But um, that's that's my big exciting update that I really couldn't wait to share. And uh, yeah, other than that, life is good. Everyone's good. Everything's good. Miles keeps getting older. All the things. But uh, look for Under the Sun coming soon hopefully near you. And more importantly, look for season three of the Rossafari podcast coming soon to your feed. Thanks y'all. Steiderk. The Rossafari podcast is produced, hosted, and engineered by John Rossi. Editing and fact-checking by John and Dr. Zoe Vesley Gross. Our theme song is Sevens by Nathan Burke, performed by Nathan and John. Interrupting John theme and additional voices by Taylor Isaac Gray. You can reach John directly on Instagram and Facebook at Rossafari or by email at rossafaripod at gmail.com. Rossafari is part of the Daydreamer Media Network. Now, stop listening to me and go visit a zoo.